Welcome in to the Lizenby Lodge podcast, baby, with the squad. Today we in the lodge. It is a Thursday evening and kind of dreary outside, so we hope that you guys are doing just fine. And by the time you hear us, it's either going to be raining some more this weekend or it's going to be sunny. Who knows how that's going to go. But it's episode number 23 today, and that can only mean one thing. I mean, we could possibly... MJ about some other names to throw in, but it's not even close. There's only there's only one guy that, especially with just us two doing the podcast today, can go with. And my dude Terry, tell me who that's gonna be. Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Michael Jeffrey Jordan. M double J two to the three. Twenty three. It's episode twenty three. So, yeah, I mean, you know, if there was more of us, we could have a little bit of a debate and maybe bring up some other ones. But just being the two of we, this evening, we're going to go with MJ. It's episode Michael Jordan. And we got some cool things to talk about. Mostly going to keep it NFL. Fantasy football drafts are happening worldwide. So we'll get into some fantasy. Terry talk, as always, is going to be interesting. I think we might be getting a little candy bar conversation going on. So we'll see how all of that unfolds. But for now, this wouldn't happen without this deadly duo. The... Yes. The... Primary pair. I don't know. The tandem, my guy. Hey, the tantalizing tandem yes. of myself being David G, David Hayes, and Terry Ross, T. Raw Juice Man. Hey, there we go. So let's let's get started by just starting out with. Let's see. We got a couple of things here. Let's start it off with uh, tight ends. Alright, let's go fantasy tight ends. We're going to do top three. But you cannot pick Travis Kelsey or George Kittle. Mm. Or Travis Kells, however he wants it to be pronounced. We'll go with that. But, uh, yeah, so Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, out of there. You got your top three ready? Let me get my You turn. start with just number one. Who, who you got at number one? Oh, Darren Waller. So I think that's unanimous. I mean, it is by our account, but I think most people, if you took away uh, George Kittle, you took away Travis Kells, Travis Kells um, I think you would have some people put in Kyle Pitts. I have a problem with that because you can't throw in someone that hasn't even shown you what they're made of that part. above a guy who's proven he is legit. Calvin um, Ridley has proven he's legit. So who you got... No, 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 not Calvin Ridley. I'm talking about Kyle Pitts. That's what I'm saying. You said Kyle Pitts was it hasn't proven that, you know, yeah, Calvin Ridley actually played last season. Well, yeah, no doubt, but we're talking about tight ends here. I'm saying Darren Waller is number one. Like, Darren, you know, mm-hmm. Calvin Ridley is a wide receiver on the oh, Falcons, right? Bad. And my we're bad. talking about... And I get it, though, and that's a good thing to be confused with, though, because a lot of people can look at Kyle Pitts and you would think, that's a tight end. I mean, that's a wide receiver. 
You know what I'm he saying? Can, so yeah, he, that's a compliment. He honestly. runs a full four. He can do wide receiver type deal. He can run routes. But yeah, Darren Waller would unanimous, almost unanimously be the third tight end or the number one tight end without Kelsey and without George Kittle. Who you got for number two? Robert Tunyon, who made a nice splash, got eight fifty. Like yes, last last year. Either eight thirty or eight fifty, somewhere in that neighborhood. Okay. Um, I mean that's you know a good as pick as any, especially when you look at tight ends because you could throw a name like uh, T.J. Hawkinson in there, but is he is gonna be as valuable without Matthew Stafford there? You know what I mean? So and and then you go down the list to maybe say who else could you throw up there, but probably won't produce like that again, in my opinion. Like a Mark Andrews mm. for the Ravens, and and he could, but I, I think Lamar's got a little bit more to to throw to in that tight end department now, and so he's not in there every down. But we'll see how that plays out this year. So, uh, you know, Robert Tunyon has the capability to be up there, but Aaron Rodgers also, and I don't know what the tight end depth chart is is looking like in Green Bay, but. Robert Tunyon came on Mercedes, because of the injury. Yeah. That's what I was saying. So, to put him all the way up at number two when you don't know what his snap count is going to be is is a little tough. But he's a very talented tight end, there's no doubt. But but from the fantasy perspective, I really don't like that as much as this is even a hard one to throw up there. For me, I've got Noah Fant with, with the Denver Broncos. But mm. injury problems and there's a, there's a lot of good hands in the Denver Broncos organization. So... Um, but that's who I got there, and that that's another guy that you kind of got to take a chance at putting up there as number two. And then um, that number three tight end is probably going to be, uh, what's his name, for the Ravens. Mark Andrews? Yes, Mark Andrews. That's, that's who I'm going with, too, because when you get to <clears> looking at, at, like, you could put Kyle Pitts there because you know he's going to be talented. Yeah. But production is what we're looking for off rip. And... Tight ends are a nice safety blanket for young quarterbacks. Yeah, but how is he going to be blocking, or is he only going to be in on more tight end close? Yeah. Well, just known to be pass plays, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But he can spread it out. So if you've got a linebacker covering him that ain't got good speed, now you're looking at a guy who's not just beating him and, and muscling him like a, Travis Kelsey or Kittle would do, even though they can get down the field as well. But I think Kyle Pitts is going to be a little bit faster. What about and um, a little bit more in the sense athletic than those two? But that's the beauty of that tight end position is you can be a great tight end catching the ball, but if you can't be a great tight end when it comes to blocking and when it comes to just being a scheme player, that's what makes a great tight end. That is absolutely you absolutely are on that. And I wanted to think about Tom Brady. Is he going to be using uh, Rob? Yes. I think, honestly, if I'm being real with you, the, the that's his go-to receiver, right? So for some games, you're going to get a, a nice amount of points. But then for some games, you, you won't get as much production out of him, right? I think Cameron Brate is probably going to be the most consistent tight end 
for the Bucks. This you know year. who we were not talking about in that number three spot also? That Razorback Hunter Henry. Oh yeah, for well the thing is is the Patriots got a young quarterback. Well, not I wasn't even gonna go that direction, but <laughs> they have Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith. So that's one of those ones where you have two of them. Consistent production is kind of what you want out of these top three positions. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you can get a 23-point flash, but then the next two weeks he's giving you four to eight points, right? Yeah. And that's going to hurt your team rather than that 23-point game if he's got a 17-point game, 16, 17, 18, you know what I mean? And he does that four weeks in a row, well, so or let's go three weeks. Where 23, you got 23, 4, and 6. So that's 33 points. Yeah. But if this other dude goes three games with 17 points, what's that? 17, 34, 51? Ooh, yeah. You know what I mean? And it's not a whole lot different, 33 <clears throat> and 51. That's 18 points. Though. So that's where that what I look for in these top three is consistency. That that's, part. <laughs> That's going to be the key for me. All right. Um, <clears throat> let's go top five running backs fantasy. Who who you got for your top five? Go through your list and, and talk a little bit about it. Oh, like, my top so five I can, fantasy? So I can debate De- with you a little bit. Derrick Henry, my number one. Dalvin Cook, my number two. Um, <clears throat> Nick Chubbs. And then also my boy Aaron Jones, Utah, and then Christian McCaffrey. All right. So, I'm going with Christian McCaffrey, number one overall, mm, especially okay. when it comes to fantasy. Yeah, he's true. Gonna get, he's going to get great rushing yards, but he's going to get as much receiving yards and then sometimes touchdowns than half the other players. Yeah. I mean, half the receivers is what I meant to say. And then number two, I'm actually going to go Dalvin Cook for pretty much the same reason. If he can stay healthy, he's one of those guys that is great between the tackles, running the ball on the outside, and yes. catching balls out of the backfield. But it all comes down to those injuries. There's a reason Derrick Henry is the Russian leader year in and year out is because he's playing every single game. You know what I mean? That injury, The injury stuff is really hard to not only come back from, but to sustain, to be sustainable. Yeah. Um, as a fantasy player, but he's worth a high draft pick every single time because he's just that explosive. And number three, I'll go Derrick Henry um, because he doesn't catch the ball out of the backfield very often. He can. And when he does, he can break loose for a uh, good amount of yards. <coughs> but he's great at getting a lot of carries and getting a lot of looks within the five-yard line or breaking a big one loose. But he's always going to get you those close to 10 points in 100 rushing yards. I don't even mind giving him the ball 25 times a game, near 30 times a game. Well, he just made – and now with Julio Jones being on the offense, if he stays healthy, you have a healthy A.J. Brown, it it forces the defense to pick one that they're going to focus on each play. You know what I mean? Um, and so with him running the ball so much, it also opens up play action to be that much better. And number four, I'm going to go Alvin Kamara. Uh, 
Mm. And he, if Jameis Winston is playing, I think it's going to be very beneficial. If it's Taysom Hill. For a young Hill, quarterback, running back? Yeah. Nah, or tight end. ain't necessarily new, but I'm saying to have Alvin Kamara, and it's be- who's it better for? Mm. Alvin Kamara. Why? Because if Taysom Hill is a quarterback, he's going to run the ball more often than pass it sometimes to Kamara. You know what I mean? So, And then number five, I'm going to go with your boy from the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Jones. UTEP. Yes, sir. I think that's the way uh, that I would rank them. I mean, that is the way that I would rank them. And we pretty much had the same running backs outside of Chubb. And I was going to go Chubb, but Kareem Hunt's over there. Mm. And, I, you know, they're going to be doing some I forgot of about carries. that. Uh, you think Derrick Henry is going to repeat as Russian champ? Yeah. I honestly do. I, I, I definitely believe he can. I don't know if he's going to repeat with a 2,000-yard season, but I think he can win the rushing title, man. that Alabama's something different, my guy. He's a big dude, bro, and it's fun. Like, it's not normal to see those big guys run at the speed that he can get up to <clears throat> and his durability that we were talking about earlier. That part, yes. Top five running back, so it, he's and special, he, man. He's different. For four or sure. five speed, too? Yeah. He's fun to watch, and, uh, but the getting to 2000 again, man, like, to stay three years in a row not getting injured is, that would be very impressive. Um, <clears throat> you never know what's going to happen. The offensive line is going to depend on that. Um, even last year, he got 2,000 yards, and Taylor Lewan out for the year. I, I don't remember exactly what week it was. I want to say before we lost to the Browns. Could have been that very week. So week 9 or 10 or so, um, maybe a little later into the season. But still not having him. Uh, I don't think Roger Saffold was healthy all year long. It was a pull-together offensive line week in and week out. And so for him to do that again is going to be tough. And just think about the volume in which they they use him. How many times do you guys run the ball, you know what I mean? Easy 25 um, 25 times a game, you know? Oh, yeah. And he's averaging like uh, four yards a carry at, with that. That's impressive. I wouldn't be too. surprised if it was five. It it might be five point four or something like that. I don't know the exact number. I'm not looking at it. But yeah, to to be running that that first down four yards, second and six, four yards comes down to third and two. Play action, eight yards, boom. Steadily moving the ball down the field, which is something you got a lot of out of the Titans last year. But what you didn't have was a, a good defense. True. They would be good in some games, in some spots, but on a consistent basis, they were not not that good. I understand you uh, because of the fact that, like, I can't remember if we made it just inside the top 10, you know, defenses in the league. 
like number eight, nine, or ten, or something like that. I think we made number eleven, like just outside the top ten. For rushing. <coughs> Total defense. Oh yeah, y'all had a good defense too last year, but um, it didn't match up to. I consider the Bucks good defense. Yeah, I consider good top ten. That's now nah, that's, I mean, that's good. good. Yeah, you're top ten in, out of thirty two teams. That's a good defense. The great defenses are those top three, and especially when you're leading, not just because you can say this certain number, you could be number one in certain statistical cate- categories. You know what I mean? Agreed. And they use that kind of stuff a lot to. <clears throat> it's cool though. To bring up these different stats and stuff, but when you're lead, when you're top three in multiple different categories, especially like be it yards, turnovers, or yards allowed rather, turnovers. Turnovers and, in our offense rescue us, cause we do get turnovers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like that game that y'all beat the Bucks early on in the season, where y'all were just, oh wait, no no, we lost the opposite side. Yeah, that yeah, was we the, lost twice. We lost to the Bucks, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They whooped. <laughs> yeah, they whooped y'all early in the season. Like, but weren't y'all? But weren't y'all winning in that game, or was it just over from the start? I can't remember. Maybe it was. Maybe I'm mixing up the NFC conference game. We were, I think. I think it was like it was. You know, what I'm saying back and forth in the start in the first one, but then in the second I can't one, I just remember. I was thinking it was Tom Brady getting picked off, but. He no, did. He did get picked off, but I mean, yeah, but that defense is just. And then yeah. that second game, you don't got David Bakari. That he's a top three yeah. left tackle in the game, and it that made it that bro that really made a difference. Oh, that makes a huge difference. Very, because it's so hard to replace an offensive a veteran offensive lineman, um, and the rapport that they have, especially with Bakari. And Aaron Rodgers, the relationship that they have is going to follow onto the field as well. Mm-hmm. Like you could be great in the locker room, but when you're great together outside of the locker room, that's gelling. Yes. And there especially is. when it comes with a quarterback and his offensive lineman. Oh, yeah. And a running back and his offensive lineman. Aaron Jones, yeah. Yes, sir. Two teams. David Boxyard was just... What's your expectation? So, we'll do this since we're kind of getting so close to the season. I'm sure that we'll um, do it again next week and the week after. But we got to get a a record uh, prediction for each of our teams before the season starts. So, that'll be next episode. Um, We got to remember to do that. Okay. But, in words, what's... What's your expectation for the Packers this year and it being Aaron Rodgers possible last year? What's your expectations around y'all season? Bro, I'm I'm like I'm really I'm really confident in saying at least twelve and four or better. I really believe because like the last two years, thirteen and three. <laughs> the last two years, thirteen and three. So I don't see us going below twelve and four. Especially what what we added, Amari Rogers and what he can bring. You know what I'm saying? 
So so now we got Clemson, and then we got Randall Cobb back, Kentucky. We got Kentucky back, and he was great in the slot, and you know just running between linebackers and everything like that. I think I think he was amazing, and there was a time where he played the other outside of the ball when we had uh, we had Jordy Nelson, Kansas State, and so I think. It could be something very much different, bro. Because we got so much receiver talent. Y'all did lose uh, Devin Funches. I'm okay with that. Devin Funches was in, yeah. I don't know how much of a help he would have been. But, you know, that's one thing. Aaron Rodgers has always been able to do it with just about any receiver that. Yes. Yes. Lines up with him, so... James Jones, he had a great relationship. I mean, who really knows if Devontae Adams necessarily blossoms into what he did, what he has, if he didn't start with Aaron Rodgers. I got you. You know what I mean? I could understand where you're coming from with that. Not saying that Devontae Adams isn't great or would have been great without him. But I think that it helps when you've got a quarterback who can throw you into the right position. Yes. Yeah, it makes absolutely. you look better anyways. Because you can be a wide receiver who your quarterback's you know, throwing a little too high for you. Or instead of leading you open, he's putting the ball on you. Um, not having the right chemistry with each other. And that could damage the way that you perform in games. Oh, absolutely, man. Because when you put that ball right, right, right where you need it, and right where you want it, and you could put it literally on me. Oh, absolutely, that make a difference. Then, yeah, you threw me open, but you, you know, you could put the ball on me. Like some situations can't end up like that. So true, bro. We'll have to see, man. There's a lot of good wide receivers in the game these days, too. And it makes it easier to be a good wide receiver with the way that they make you play defense. So, And it's going to be even rougher, I think, this year because you know how defensive players love to celebrate after they've made a, they could be down 28-3 to and they make a great defensive play in there. Incomplete, incomplete, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, this year they're doing taunting penalties a lot more straight. You know, they, 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 the league's kind of bipolar about these type of situations, right? Because one minute celebration is a flag. The next year it brings the ratings up, so you're like, well, man, we can't flag it. We're just going to accept it. Absolutely, that part. So, the same thing with this taunting stuff, like something. I don't know why. What's wrong with professional athletes? Now, don't get me wrong. They're having fun. Right, man. but they, some, they, there's been some calls that's been like, what what the hell? But it is also preseason, and so hopefully in those referee meetings and stuff, they're like, all right, look, don't mm-hmm. throw a, a flag on something like this. But maybe they're encouraging it. Like, all right, look, good call right there, mm-hmm. and you could have thrown it sooner. Yeah. Man. It just gives them more jurisdiction over the outcome of a game. That's why I don't like it. Bro, I can damn sure understand that. And it's 
When you throwing flags on the pettiest shit. Alright, one more little NFL topic before we get into some Terry talk and other stuff. Two teams that won't, that will make the playoffs, that didn't make the playoffs last year. Four teams in total, two from the NFC, two from the AFC. Let's hear your AFC reasons. Okay. Or your AFC teams. To me, it's going to be, I think the Cardinals, they didn't make the playoffs last year. AFC. Oh, we're going to start with AFC? Yeah. Okay, can I go, Chargers didn't make the playoffs. They did not. And then also another team that did not make the playoffs. I think I'm going to have to give it the Dolphins. The Dolphins didn't make the playoffs either. I got the Dolphins in mind too, and and... It was tough for me to do that. All right. The Buffalo Bills are a damn good football team, right? Oh, yeah. But, and, and this year, also, I want to say this about the NFL season. Th- this year could also be somewhat, I don't want to say put an asterisk beside it, but it could be somewhat wacky because of all the COVID stuff. And all I'm going to say about it, I'm not going to give my opinion on anything, but here's the truth. Vaccinated or unvaccinated, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if you're vaccinated and you get COVID, it's not as punishable, or it's not punishable. But if you're unvaccinated and you catch COVID, or if you like don't wear a mask or don't do everything, then you're in trouble. All right. Fine and dandy, it's their league and and everything like that. But what I'm getting at is when we get to the the season. And they've said that, you know, COVID outbreaks are going to be, if the team who's not vaccinated, who causes the outbreak, is going to be deemed the loser, essentially. The the win would go to the other team. They're not going to reschedule um, games. Well, what happens if a team is 100% vaccinated and they get it? Then what do you do? You're going to have to, at some point, reschedule the game. Agreed. The the vaccine. Yeah. I'm not worried. No, I'm not even trying to get into the vaccine, the ifs and all that stuff. I'm sick and tired. Every single day, people have that conversation, and I've had that conversation. You know what I'm saying? It's like the most talked about thing, and it, it doesn't matter where you stand. I think we should just put all that behind. Well, people aren't gonna do that anyways, but. What I'm getting at is from the NFL perspective, what does happen when that's a situation where it comes up where, you know, players are vaccinated and they get COVID and does the NFL reschedule that game or just give the loss to the COVID outbreak team, regardless of vaccination? Damn. I hope. I feel like they would end up doing something silly again, man. I don't... I just want them to get my thing is fair. I I agree with that. I don't think that it's necessarily fair to say that I I think that what should be done is listen, the game is being played regardless, regardless. If you if you as a squad and they should be able to have a bigger taxi squad this year, just kind of like last year, um, 
if you as a squad cannot put together 53 teams, we don't care if you got your stars or not. If you can't put together 53 guys to come play this game or at a bare minimum of whatever it is, say 48 or something like that, then you take the loss. You know what I mean? Now, if both teams can't, then there is ties in the NFL. Give them a tie. Yeah, draw. If it's going to yep. be that way. Um, hopefully we don't run into things like that, but we're already seeing it in the preseason. We've got a bye week, and then we've got the NFL starting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's upon us, and these things are going to happen. That's why I don't care about our opinions on this stuff, because it's just a, it is what it is. Um, I mean, and as the league, they have the right to say, you know, get vaccinated or don't play, essentially. They really do. I mean, they have the power to do that. Is it, it just, there's something that's not necessarily right about, about it just because it's so fresh yeah um it still feels like it bro we've been dealing with this like a whole year and some months well still does it just seems like it started getting really bad when the vaccine started um coming out getting bad again yeah yeah i could agree on that because what happens when you try to uh, eliminate something Sometimes it'll come back stronger. It mutates. That too. That's what I mean. It'll mutate. Um, But there's still nothing, you know, there's nothing wrong with, outside of the government. I just think that it's wrong for the government to try to tell you. I mean, they can encourage, um, but there's things that they do that show you that it's kind of becoming more or less Mm -hmm. required. But also, I feel like LSU is kind of getting this bad rap for um, saying that you have to either be vaccinated or have a test within 72 hours that shows that you're negative for COVID. And I'm not sure on the parameters of that part of it, like the test, I don't know if it could be a home test or if you, I would imagine that you would have to go to a place and see that in a sense. The thing is, is those, those tests are kind of expensive now. They used to be free or whatever. Now it's like, I thought they were still free. I didn't know that. I think they're like, I've seen some people saying like 150, 200 bucks for that. And it's like, I'm not about to spend 150 bucks on something to tell me if I'm sick or not. That's definitely weird. You know what I mean? If I'm not sick... You should be doing this for free, man. Right. But anyways, so... Whatever. End of the day. That stuff is gonna come up. But... So the... All of that rant, all of that side note was to lead to the Bills were a dang good team last year and are oh, going to be a dang good team this year. Absolutely. But the Patriots are going to be a lot better, bro. Eight people coming back. The Dolphins are going to be improved as well. So what I think happens is and these teams beat you each think other the up. You going to be a good team? Yes, I do. I, ho- I, I hope so. Just 
Is that biasness because they got Mac Jones? For me? No, no. It's okay. the eight people coming back from last year. I don't even know if Mac Jones... I I hope for Mac Jones, but I, I think Cam's going to get the job because Bill would rather have the balls in the hand of a veteran. And I think that it could honestly be because Cam now knows the playbook. He's had a different type of... A more normal offseason. An offseason with Bill. Um... Yeah, I think that Cam can get the job done with the talent and the money that the Patriots have spent this year. That's nothing. <laughs> I asked if you was being biased. I'm being biased against Cam because I'm not a Cam Newton fan. So. so you want Mac to start? Hell yeah. I, at some point, I do think that he will. But I think, all right, look, Tom Brady didn't come out starting. True. Drew Bledsoe, right? Patrick Mahomes didn't come out starting. Alex Smith. What was that in front of him? Matt Moore? Something like that? Probably Matt Moore was in front of him as well. But it was Alex Smith was the quarterback in front of him. Utah. And I, I think that there's something extremely beneficial about letting a quarterback sit a complete year. I was not a fan of Tua playing last year for that very reason and even more so what pissed me off about and and i think brian flores is doing a great job Mm -hmm. but what pissed me off about the Dolphins' season last year was putting to an end fitzpatrick was doing fine to get you to where you needed to get to he he was getting you there the team relied on him and or, or was comfortable with him and it just worked then you throw Tua in, who doesn't really know the playoff all that well. He's coming off of a pretty horrendous injury. The fact that he came back from that is amazing. I, bro, I do agree with you because, like, the proof is in the pudding. The GOAT quarterback sat behind Two Drew years. B- he didn't start until the second year. Okay, so he sat, he sat behind Drew Bledsoe, right? Yeah. Aaron Rodgers sat Three, four years behind Brett Favre. Yes, sir. And then Patrick Mahomes, you said he sat behind Matt Moore and Alex Smith. Well, definitely Alex Smith. I, okay, Alex I don't Smith. know if Matt Moore was above him on the depth chart or if he, if it was even Matt Moore at that point in time. Okay, yeah, yeah. But it's just, like I said, the proof is in the pudding. It's right there. Sit at least a year behind that quarterback. I think every single quarterback. Now, if you're up bigs in, big in games... Yeah, why not? Let him get a little snaps, get a, a feel for the game. But if you let him go through a whole season, um, more than likely, he'll develop better in the long run. Oh, yeah. If he's destined to be a starter. But, I mean, you look at Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow looked really good last year. And then the injury because he was running for his life because of the Bengals' offensive line. The Bengals didn't do a whole lot to... Change the offensive line. Anyways, I'm t- getting to the point of I've got the Patriots and the Dolphins, but I just don't know if three teams out of the AFC East are actually going to go get in because we do have the three wild card spots. And last year you had the Steelers, the Browns, and the Ravens get into the playoffs. I don't see the Steelers making it this year. Oh, you don't think. Okay. Because well, think I about it, there. I don't. I'm not sure if Ben Roethlisberger is gonna be just whole time starting. 
I won't even. I, I think they're gonna have a different quarterback star, and so that can change things. Cause your quarterback is like that's the heart of the team. Like you don't take the starting quarterback away from the, the team, and I don't know when he's gonna retire. I think his retirement is gonna be kind of, of a surprise to us. I like. Ben Roethlisberger, but I think his retirement is just going to be very random. You're not even, you're not going to see it coming. You think he's going to retire in the middle of this year? I don't, I don't think in the middle of the year, but I also don't think people are going to really know when he's going to retire, and I think he's just going to surprise many of the people and just do it randomly. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think it's going to be during this off season, something like that. No, but. I think he, I think it's going to be a surprise to everyone. See, I'm pretty close with you on... Um, you said the Chargers, but I almost want to go Broncos because you know how their defense can be. And Teddy Bridgewater is going to be over there with a good defense. And I just don't know. I, I, I had high hopes for Teddy Bridgewater last year at Carolina, but then Christian McCaffrey got hurt. And that changed the whole dynamic of that offense. But now it's Sam Darnold over there. I've got even more hopes for him because I didn't have yeah, hopes I'm, for Darnold with the Jets. I can agree on that. I like Darnold better with the Broncos. I can damn sure agree on that. Yeah. So, I'm going... I'm, I'm, I'm a good... Oh, it's so hard for me not to say... Very difficult. And the Dolphins. But I'm going to say the Patriots. And to go off the limb, I'm going to say the Broncos. Get it done. No, there's no way the Broncos. I don't think it's a Shaq and Kobe situation, dog. I think. I think one of them definitely needs each other. Tom Brady shows that he didn't need Belichick like I thought he did because I made that mistake. Tom Brady is the GOAT. He did it without the greatest, no, without one of the greatest coaches of all time, maybe the greatest coach of all time, and he did it without that, but I don't know if Bill can do it without Tom. I don't know. Um, yeah, but we're talking about playoffs, man. We're not talking about even winning the Super Bowl, but yes, Bill Belichick can, can probably do it without. I'm talking about playoffs, like just making it to the playoffs. Okay, well, I'm I'm just talking about making it to the playoffs. I think they they definitely will. I'm not even, I'm I'm making a nice little sizable bet on that, bro. Um, but so let's go over to the NFC. I'll just stick with it. I'll say the Patriots and the Dolphins, and you got the Dolphins and the Chargers, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, NFC. I got the Cardinals and the Panthers. Cardinals and the Panthers. Who you got? I got the Cardinals and. It's going to be a tough one. I got the Cardinals and the Vikings. Cardinals and the Vikings. Cardinals and the Vikings. Ooh. What makes you take the Vikings? Mm. Dalvin Cook going to be healthy? That's the thing that I'm banking on is Dalvin Cook. And if not the Vikings, I'll, I'll... I'll go ahead and take Atlanta, Boston College, but hey, Cardinals no. are all 
Cardinals are the only one I'm 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 confident in, brother. Yeah. I'm not really confident the Vikings are Atlanta. What about the Cowboys? Yeah. I'm kind of I'm almost confident, but I think the football team is the best team in the East this year. Cause and the reason why, if Dak was in, I would probably say and if Dak was healthy, we knew he was healthy coming in. I would probably go Cowboys over the football team. Um, the team just plays better when Dak's at the the helm. When Andy Dalton was there last year, you saw that offensive line. Oh yeah. A lot. Oh yeah. And then like we're talking about that. <sighs> it's just a lot of teams that are dysfunctional, but I can see them making a splash to make that six or seven spot in the, in the uh, playoffs, man. Yeah. Like like the Giants. I like Saquon Barkley, but that's a hard injury to recover from. Mm-hmm. The ACL, that's a hard injury to recover from. But I like I like Penn State. That was my favorite court. My that was my favorite he running just, back. Court he's man. got to play fifteen games in a season for me, like two years in a row. To, but what's a running back shelf life? I don't know. That's the thing, man. Like, a lot of times they're like, he's not gonna be the same back he was at thirty. Like that. That that's. I think that's the shelf life. And that's a pretty short self shelf life. So you got you come in there like twenty two, twenty three, and you may last what six, seven years till you're thirty. Yep. And that's the shelf life we've seen most of the time. Yeah, shelf life, and that's another thing with Derrick Henry is like how much longer can he actually go? But then you you saw guys back in the old days where it was even, in a sense, tougher on the running back. I mean, tougher on the running backs physically, but Emmitt Smith and Barry Sanders, you know, they did it for a, well. Barry Sanders not as long, but Emmitt Smith did it for a good little while. Like how long does that style last? Also, yeah, the Derrick Henry style. Yes. Yeah, no doubt. I'm gonna just run you over. Like, I hey, but AJ Dillon for the Packers, bro. That's another one, man. He's a big dude if he yeah. can get the ball a lot. Because sometimes for those big guys, it's not gonna be on that first or second carry. It's like a locomotive. You gotta let the the charcoal build up. Yeah, the coal build up, and choo choo. Then it's on like Donkey Kong, bro. Hey, but we're gonna take a quick little smoke break and then come right back with some Terry talk. What up? Back from Terry Talk. You know what time it is. Terry, tell me what time it is, though. It's Terry Talk, my boy. Let's get it started. Let's get it going. And then for Terry Talks, I wanted to know, out of these candy bars, which one would you not pick? And mine got a story behind it, which one I'm not picking. So, I got Snickers, Milky Way, Twix, Butterfinger. Which one are you not picking? Alright, so it's Snickers, Milky, Milky Way, Way Twix, Twix, Butterfinger. 
Get that butterfinger. There's only one. You're only, you're just not picking one of those, but you can have the other three. Yeah, I'm I'm knocking. Yeah, I'm knocking out the other three, but I'm knocking that one off. All right, which one are you knocking off? Butterfinger. Getting rid of it. Yes, I got a story, man. Let's get it. When I was five years old, I think we were at the Kmart before you know when the Kmart was still there, and. I picked up a candy bar, dog. I was shoplifted. I took the candy bar. Oh, self-incriminating. Yes, I took it home, and I ate the Butterfinger halfway through because it got stuck in my teeth, and I got tired of that because I got nice teeth. I can't do that. And so I just got tired of it, man. I just put it in the refrigerator. It's like I'm one of those kids that will do something bad, but I'll tell them myself. Technically, I put it back in the refrigerator. My sister saw it and told my mom. So, just thinking about that, like, eventually, I'll tell on myself if I do something wrong. In some sort of way, I'll tell on myself. Me telling on myself was putting it back in the refrigerator. And I'm just like, I'm not going to waste it. Terry, that is, uh... Yeah. But, no, I... I telling on yourself was putting it back in the refrigerator? Yeah, like... No. No! That is telling on yourself. How is that telling on yourself? Unless you're stand, are you gonna stand right in front of the refrigerator? No. Okay. How's that? How do you? And then I tell what it is because I didn't want to lie. So I pretty much told him myself. I see what you're saying. Cause I actually, I told her the reason. TJ, what is this doing right here? Yeah, but did she have? Did you? I, and I'm not trying to be holier than thou or anything. Trust me, I ain't got no room for that. I can't really self-incriminate because I've been incriminated on the things. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm like one of the person who gets caught for every single stupid thing they did. What? Like I got caught for it. Um, but... You got... I'm pretty sure, like... You, your sister saw it and then called you out on it. Right, and, and then she you asked like, me. And you told the truth, she said, is, "Who's who's like, this?" And I was like, "Oh, yeah." I mean, it's I see mine. how you're saying that it's telling on yourself because, like, you could have just thrown it away. You could have done something. That many things, part, but I should. I want to like. Away. I wish that we had pictures because how did you put it back? Like, did you put it back with the wrapper? Like, almost like it looked like it wasn't open, or was it? I'm I'm picturing like it. I the folded the being, paper, the, the rest of the paper I had just folded around, like, under it, and so, and I put it back in the refrigerator. Yeah. Like, you can tell the some, the ha- somebody At the house ate or it. at the store? What store? At the house. Oh, this is at the house. Yes. This ain't even at the store. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm thinking at the store, bro. Oh, no. That's, like, a totally different uh, thinking for me now, because this is at the house, and it's like, okay, well, you ain't really thiefing. Like you're the—that's your family, so it's not really stealing. No, no, I already. No, I'm saying I had got it from Kmart. Like I stole oh, it. Oh, you stole it. From I stole it from Kmart. Okay. Stuck it in my pocket. Okay. Get now home and then. Get home. I chew on like half of it, and then it's like I got tired of it getting stuck in my teeth, and I put it in the refrigerator. Like I stole it from Kmart. That—that's a crazy story. And my sister's like, "Who's this?" And I was like, this is mine. Like, she, and then she was like, what money you got? And then that's when I had told her. 
Like, you I, did tell on yourself. Yeah, I, I do. I see what you're saying now, because I'm, at first, like, when you said told on, I'm like, wait, hold up. I'm picturing you in the story, you know what I'm saying? Okay, so, yeah, you did, you did tell on yourself. Yeah, that one, that one, that one. <laughs> Should've just left it in your room. Duh, for real. <laughs> but... For me, out of those three, man, it's... 24 years ago, and I still remember. So you was five? Yeah. Man. Uh, It's tough because all three... I, I like all four of them, really. There's not one that I have necessarily a bad story about, but if I had the least favorite of them, it would... I don't know. Butterfinger is one of those ones that you can only take in or you it's only it's like you can't eat it all the time yeah oh yeah you know? oh absolutely Milky Way like, if someone were to I can offer Milky Way any one of those every single day Butterfinger I would probably pick once a week whereas the other two would probably get two you know what I mean and I would pick like a day that I wanted the Butterfinger or if there was a whole bag of candy. It's Halloween, and they just left a whole bunch out for people to take, and you, you get to take, like, a whole handful of candy. If I took a whole handful, and I knew there was other candies, but there was majority Butterfinger, I would probably drop some of those back in and re-scoop to get a better okay. variety. So I would eliminate Butterfinger then. But I'm going to eliminate Milky Way for this particular discussion just to throw a curve in it and not pick the same one as you. Wow. Because Milky Way is not my favorite of them. Milky Way is another one that it. I really love Twix. Yeah, not Twix. Yeah, this is that fine. Snickers is probably number one of those, but what else we got? So we got that. And then also I wanted to know in the last 20 years what defensive tandem would you think that you would pick out of these tandems? We got Ed Reed, Ray Lewis. Number two, we got... Keep going. We got O.C. Uminura, Michael Strahan. Number three, we got... We got Robert Mathis, Dwight Freeney. Number four... We got Chris Harris Jr. and Akeem Talib. Which one of these tandems are you rolling with? Yeah, that's one of those ones that's so hard because the first one just screams at you. All the other ones you have to think about. Yeah, the first one do scream at you. But when you go Ray Lewis and Ed Reed, it just is dead. You're yeah, two gold jackets at that point. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, I, I try to. Just I'm gonna try to think of, think some, of some gold jackets and it, I, think of. I really couldn't. Hey, who would be another one that I would throw into that conversation? Um, you know, you gotta look at the Legion of Boom. Well, yeah, some of those. but that's a whole. I can't say a tandem because tandem is also the same thing as a duo. It's well, hard because there was three of them. There was Earl Thomas. There was Cam Chancellor. Right, no, but I'm saying, was, uh, I'm saying, Richard but Sherman. if you take, but that's that's like all the defensive backs. But if you take 
who was one of the running or linebackers over there it's not like a Bobby Wagner yeah Bobby Wagner and you take Earl Thomas you know what I mean Earl Thomas of the Seahawks not Earl Thomas of the Ravens but okay. or if you take my favorite of the of that group was Cam Chancellor that was yeah my I liked it Cam one. yeah me too but now you Virginia got Jamal Tech. Adams over there and he's basically like a linebacker playing safety not a fan of Jamal Adams. I think he's a good ball player. Yeah, he's good. I just like a little bit more versatility to some of my players. Like, he a linebacker. Like, he gonna get eight in coverage. Yeah. Eight. Cam Chancellor is a better tackler than he is a cover man. But he can see he still has a stronger ability to cover versus Adams. He's gonna he's gonna do more than Jamal Adams in the coverage, in my opinion. I mean, who's one of the best dynamic duos playing right now? And when you say dynamic duo, are we talking free safety, free safety, uh, strong safety? Anything, any type just... of tandem, any type of any any type of A plus player with another A plus player or another, you know, A minus player, or whatever, another S player, or whatever you want to count it. And it was difficult to find somebody that was just as good as Ed Reed and Ray Lewis. It was difficult. I couldn't I couldn't think about it, man. <clears throat> Maybe what uh Rodney Harrison or Richard Seymour? Yeah. Or would you say Willie McGinnis and Teddy Bruski? Those are <laughs> that yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that that was the really that was really good defense because like Well like this year if Stephon Gilmore still stays with the Patriots by the season start and plays a year out with him, Stephon Gilmore and uh, Dante Hightower. Mmm. Okay. Um. And it's still not on the level of Ed Reed or Ray Lewis. That's what I was just trying to think about, bro. I couldn't think about anybody else on that level. Like, that played together. Like, they were one brain. Every said, if he get past you, I'll, you know. There's a guy on the Titans this year. I'll bang him on the back end. Elijah Molden. That kid plays with some energy, man. A little cornerback. Mm-hmm. He's looking to be. You never know how it works out as a defensive back because there's so many good wide receivers and they got to aim towards the offense, but. I can't remember I'm this. Excited for him. I can't remember this show, but it was like four people, and they were at a ta- table. They had Bill Belichick and they had Ed Reed at the table, and I think another episode they had like Ray Lewis. Uh, what is his name? Um, fuck, I forgot his name. What position he play? He played wide receiver. Four. Chris Collinsworth, my bad. Chris oh, Collinsworth Chris was with the commentator. Yeah, and Bill Belichick had said he was, bro. Bill Belichick loves Ed Reed. He was like, man, you you had the speed and the hip transition to play corner if you wanted to, but you were a safety because, I mean, he definitely was fast. He had four four speed. Ed Reed could have definitely. You know, been fast enough to play corner if he wanted to. Yeah. Well, let's do a little ranking. What you got for us? We're going to do a little ranking. 
Here's what I got for you. I got, we're going to go ahead and rank Chris Carter, Tory Hilt, Marvin Harrison, and Steve Smith, Sr. So who you picking? Oh, well, not who you picking, but how you're going to rank those four players. Because that's a hard ranking for me, man. If, if it was me, I would have Chris Carter, Steve Smith, Tory Holt, and Marvin Harrison. Man. I'm probably going to have them in the order that you got them written. Chris Carter, Tory Holt, Marvin Harrison. Now I'm going to switch it. I'm going to go <coughs> Chris Chris Carter, Marvin Harrison, Tory Holt, and then Steve Smith. I mean, all four of those fantastic wide receivers, some of the best oh, yeah. to ever do it. But that's just going to be my ranking. Top, probably, yeah. I would say that. Top, 20, Who's your favorite top wide, 25 wide receivers. Who's your favorite wide receiver of all time? <laughs> favorite wide receiver of all time. Mm. That's such a So for me, from my younger days, when I was growing up and just watching, just like got into football, which was my whole life, essentially. But one that I can really remember the most because I feel like you start having your favorite players really around. Well, I had baseball players forever, but I had the favorite players of certain teams. But when we moved to um, St. Pete, and we were around a lot more NFL football and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, Keyshawn Johnson was one of my favorite wide receivers mm -hmm. when I was growing up. And then, you know, probably ever since Julio's been in the league, that's probably my favorite wide receiver just because of the ties of Alabama. And then... You know, Jared, Ooh, Jared Rice favorite. is also one my of those bad. ones that you just have to respect so much just because oh, of yeah. the length Absolutely. and longevity of his career and the stats that he put up. My favorite wide receiver now that I'm remembering is definitely Georgia Tech. Calvin Johnson? Yes. Like, Calvin Johnson was just something different, bro. I wish that. I wish it would have lasted longer. Right that too. You know. They could have traded him or put people there. I don't know, man. I don't definitely know. agree with that. I mean, nothing wasn't happening over there when what quarterback was Matthew Stafford, right? Yeah, but I mean, you can't just have a quarterback and a wide receiver do the whole thing if you don't got no defense. That is very true. What you gonna do? Wasn't that the time? Well, no, that, never mind. That would be later in when they had got what. Ziggy Ansa and the Dominican Sue. Yeah. That would have been later when it's, and it's already, you know, it's already Calvin Johnson about to walk out the door, anyways. It's about that time. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. He was still pretty young whenever he made the decision, but at the same time, when, when they make those decisions. And at that time. They're thinking about their future, and there's nothing wrong. Would think about your future. Absolutely right. And at that time, was Darius Slay like a top corner in the league? Uh, no. 
I don't I don't remember him being top corner in the league at that time either. Not at that time. I don't think I don't I don't know, man. That's a uh, what? When did when did he retire? Two thousand like thirteen. Trying to think of. I remember one of the last Maddens that I had on Xbox three sixty. I think before I had the Xbox One. I thought it was like something like so, seventeen or eighteen. Been retired so much longer than since 2017. Maybe I'm tripping. Maybe I'm tripping. That would be a good type of. Uh, when did though. Darius Slay retire? Oh, I'm not talking. Darius Slay is still playing football. I'm talking about Calvin Johnson. Oh, my bad, my bad. I thought you was like Darius Slay. Because, like, bro, and it was surprising me. I was like, Darius Slay retired? No, he didn't retire. 2016, which, wow, that still kind of blows my mind a little bit. Not blows my mind, but it feels like it was 2014, 15, which, whatever, you know, what's the dang difference? Maybe it's just because of how 2020 has felt like its own decade. Bro, Uh, it really has. And it's not like that particular, for me, I guess, going through it, it never felt like it was that particularly long as far as the days that I was living but as far I thought he was there till 17 I didn't know it was you know I didn't know how long it really was yeah I thought he was still at least was one a, more year 2020 was a weird year and 2021 has been long. maybe even I mean I don't know I can't say that it's long it's just when you look back at it it's like everything Time stood still for a little bit. It did. It um, definitely did, bro. But, hey, what a show, man. Next week, we might be getting Dalton back. You know, he battled through COVID and also is raising, raising Miss Brooklyn. So, yes, we cannot fault our man there. But he might be back with us next week. If not, it's cool. We'll keep on riding with it. We're getting closer and closer to not only NFL season, not only fantasy football, but college football season as well. And then we're going to get back to what a real October is and what I mean by that is the best. And we're not we're a month away from it, but October is the best sports month of the year. MLB playoffs. Mm. Basketball season starts. Football season is mid-swing, and hockey season starts. So you've got all four major sports and college football going Mm, at the same time. So that's the best month of the year. And can't wait for it, man. So we're, what, four episodes? Well, probably five or six episodes away from the best sports month of the year. If there's anything that you guys would like to hear from us in the future, if you're listening this far into it, man, we would definitely do it. No problem about it. But signing out from the Lizard Be Lodge, I'm your boy David G. Terry Ross Juice Man. And we going to see y'all next week. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode later from the Lizard Be Lodge. Ski!